ahead and take your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. I won't keep you long this morning. Uh, I know that's probably the only thing standing between uh, you and lunch right now is me, and so I'll get. I'll definitely want to get out of the way of that. But we, I want to share a verse with you, Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty-six. It says, "For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world?" And lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Y'all just heard on that video they were talking about they're looking for those diamonds, they're looking for those hidden jewels. And we see here that the Bible says a man has profited nothing. If he gains everything that you could possibly get, if you if the whole world could be given to you, all the wealth of this entire world were yours. If you were the supreme leader of the entire world and you have everything that anybody could ever want, but you lose your soul, you've profited nothing. You have sold yourself short. You have I mean you've lost. You've lost big time and there is nothing that is more valuable in all this world than a soul. A soul is a valuable thing. Them little kids out there, some of those people that are there who are maybe in prison for some horrible things and whose bodies are deteriorating them, maybe they're on their way to death. You might look, we might look at them and say, you know, they're not that valuable, they're not that important. They're gonna die, they deserve to die maybe for what they've done, but let me tell you, they've got a never dying soul that is more valuable than anything this world has to offer. That soul is important. And as Christians, we ought to be doing everything that we can to try to bring souls to Christ, to try to win souls. As a church, that ought to be one of our desires is to do whatever we can do to win souls. Proverbs 11.30 says, "...the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise." Soul winning. Well, what's that all about? Is it... Is it what the Jehovah's Witnesses do all the time? Those people that come knocking on your door and harassing you all the time? Let me tell you, there's a, there's a lot more ways uh, to go soul winning than what you see them doing. I'm all for going out and knocking doors. I like doing that. But you know what? There are some ways that the Bible talks about and tells us where we that can help us to be able to win souls for Christ. So listen, I enjoy winning things. I like, I like winning prizes. Uh, I'm usually not too good at it. If, if I'm ever... At, a, at some kind of event, and they've got a door prize or something, I'm usually pretty sure I'm not going to win. I don't. I don't win a whole lot of contests. I don't. Uh, I just. I've not been lucky. I guess I've never played the lottery in my life, and uh, not just because of the gambling and all that. Just because I know I'm probably not going to win. It just chances. The odds are against against you that you're going to win. I'm probably never going to win the lottery. I'm probably never going to win a million dollars. And I'm not saying I wouldn't be excited if I won a lot of money, but I'm here to tell you, I would rather spend my time, I would rather put my money towards something that will win something far greater than a winning lottery ticket, and that is winning souls. I'd rather put, I'd rather put that money, instead of going to lottery tickets, into the mission fund, trying to help missionaries so they can go and win people to Christ. Because he that winneth souls, the Bible says, is wise. And one of the ways that we can win, help win souls today is one, by being a light. Matthew 5.14 says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We need to be a light. We need to be shining in this dark world and people, listen, they're going to be attracted to that light. They're going to see that light and our light should be always pointing people to Christ. I saw people in that video that I believe they had the light. You could just see it in them. You could see that joy on their face. You could see that they that they love God. I love seeing that kind of thing. And the world needs to see that in us. They ought to see the joy of the Lord in our lives. They ought to see us doing things that a Christian ought to do. We need to be the ones to set the example. We've got to stop whining and complaining about the politicians like they're the ones that are supposed to make the difference in this country and in this world. It's not about the politicians. It's about God's people. We're the ones that God has commissioned to make a difference. We are the ones that are supposed to be a light. And we need to set an example. We need to let the the world see how they're supposed to live. They're not going to get what they need from the examples they're getting from Hollywood and from the news media. That's only going to lead them to misery. They need us to set the example. It needs to be us that that tries to make a difference. But also... We need to be a light, but one of the ways that we can be a light and help win souls is by lending a hand. James chapter 2 and verse 15, I think this is something that I know I've been guilty of. I think it's very easy to be guilty of this. You know, I think all of us, you know, we want to win souls. We want to see people saved and come to Christ. And I think in this passage here, I think it's a it's a great passage that kind of reminds us of what uh, ministries like Miss Ellen's are all about. But James 2.15, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not of those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. You know, one of the things that we're guilty of sometimes is we'll see people that they've got a need. Maybe because they're lost. Maybe because they've been living their life for a devil. They've got themselves in a pickle. I mean, they're in a bad place and a bad predicament. And we get to looking at that sometimes. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're sick. And you know, we'll get real spiritual and we'll say things, well, you know what those people really need is Jesus. And that's absolutely true. They do need Jesus. But here's the thing. you got somebody that's starving to death and you go and say, you know what, let me tell you what you need. You need the bread of life in this Word. They're going to look at that Bible thing and that's not going to taste very good. That's not going to fill my stomach. They're thinking about that hunger. They're trying to survive if they're sick. They're thinking about the medicine you need is just that that healing power of God. You need the Word of God and you put that Bible in front of them and say, I did my part. I gave them what they really needed. I've shown them how much faith I have. But here in this passage, we see He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. If you really have faith, if you really believe God can help them, then you know what? You're going to have enough faith that you're going to feed them if that's what they need. You're going to give them the food. You're going to give them the medical care. You're going to try to give them the things they need. That way they can get their mind off their hunger, get their mind off the sickness. And then because you've done something good for them, because you've helped them out, now you have an opportunity to preach the Gospel to them. Now you have the opportunity... Are they, uh, for them to listen 
And you may be able to get through and then give them what they really need. But you know, sometimes we don't do that. We just say, I'll pray for you. Sometimes they need our help. I hope you pray for them. Say, I've got, I'm just showing, I've got faith. I'm showing them that I believe. You know, I get tired of hearing people all the time. Well, I'm a believer. Yeah, I believe in God. Well, congratulations. So does the devil. The devil believes in God. The devils believe, and you know what? They're one step ahead of most people. They believe and they tremble. You know, most people today, they say, I believe in God, but they don't fear God. They could care less what His Word says. They don't. They say they have faith, but there's no works to back it up. And listen, we're not saved by our works. And thank God for that, because our righteousness is just a filthy rag. But we, because we're saved, we're going to want to do things for Christ. We're going to want to be a help to people. We're going to want to win souls. And many people today, they say they have that faith, but they don't back it up with their works. In her ministry, we see them backing up their faith with their works, and they're able to get through, and they're able to reach people. We've got to do those things. We can help win souls by sending out missionaries. Listen, I, 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 we want to, you know, we're here. We've got a church here in Rock Falls, and we want to do whatever we can to make a difference in this area. I mean, I, I've got a burden for this area. I mean, this is, I mean, the way I see it, you know, this is this is our territory, and this is, I mean, we, it's it's our responsibility. When you look in the newspaper and you see somebody who maybe uh, their their names in the obituary, they've died. You know, I wonder, man, I wonder if they were saved. Well, I wonder if we, if I'd, ever, you know, if we've ever witnessed to them. I wonder if we ever knocked. I wonder if we knocked on their door. I wonder if we've done something. I mean, I, I take responsibility for it. This is our, this is our territory. But you know what? I believe that our territory ought to go beyond just the Sterling Rock Falls area. I believe it's we go to the other most parts of the earth. And obviously we can't travel back and forth, but thank God there are people that do, that do go to these places and they, they leave their homes and their lives here in the States and they go to these places and they take the Gospel places where people have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 16.15 says, And He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. Now listen, even if we got every single person in the Sterling Rock Falls area saved, our job is not done. Our job is not done until the whole world's saved. And we've got to do what we can to get the Gospel out to places where it's never been. We have also need to get the Gospel to places where the Gospel has been forgotten. I think about some of the European countries. I think about, I think about England. Boy, England, there were some great revivals. In England, back in the 1800s, many of those revivals that took place in England affected America. So there were missionaries that came from England uh, and places like that to America. And a lot of the blessings that we have in the churches that are started here in America are due to the works of people from some of these other countries, places like England. But today, it's not like that. I mean, religion of any kind is almost dead and gone in some of these European countries. And we don't want to forget about them. I tell you, I think America, we owe it to places like that to get the Gospel back there. And for us, they sent missionaries over here. And now we need to send some missionaries over there. We need to get the Gospel to them. It's been forgotten. And we listen, we personally can't go to all foreign countries, but we need to help other people get there. But another way we can win souls is by going after them. Go on and pick somebody. 
Pick somebody, maybe that you care about, somebody that somebody that you know, somebody that you love, maybe somebody you work with, and go after them. Go after them. Start praying for them. Start trying to be a witness to them. Try to be a friend to that person. Do what you can to, I mean, to go after them, but not just and not just individuals. But you know what? Go after just whoever you can get. Whoever you can get. Luke chapter four. If you want to turn over there, I want to read a passage to you. I think this is a, I think this is a great passage of scripture. Jesus is giving a a parable. He says in verse sixteen, and when he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, uh, and his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for there to read. You know what? I'm in the wrong passage. I hate when I do that. I read the wrong passage, or I wrote, or I wrote the wrong one down. But the, the parable that I'm looking for. I hope you all will forgive me. <laughs> the parable I'm looking for is the one where the man he they was going to have a feast. The king was going to have a feast, and he told them to go and get people, and they went and they went out and they. The invitation went to these folks and they didn't come. And he said, well, you know what? Go now and I want you to go to the halt and the lame and the blind and I want you to go and try to get them in. And they went and they got those people in. But the house still wasn't full. And he said, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. God, The king told them, just go and get whoever you can get. And listen, that ought to be our attitude. Listen, there's there's individuals that I want to see get saved. People that I know personally. People that I care about. But you know what? I've gone to some of those people and they've said no. I don't want to be saved. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to, I don't want to live my life for God. I don't want to do any of those things. And you know what? So, you, got, you know what you do? You move on. It's alright. Well, I'll go somewhere where people will listen to me. And I know in America today, it's getting harder and harder to find people who are willing to listen. But you know what? There are people out there that do want to listen. And we just got to go. We got to go out into the highways and hedges. We got to compel them. We've got, I mean, sometimes we've got to try to talk them into it. I mean, we've got to get them excited about it. And sometimes you have to talk to people more than once. You might need to ask them over and over again. You might need to do things like say, listen, if you come to church, you know, we're going to have a good meal after the service. And boy, our church has all kinds of good cooks. You might need to use the food to get them in here. Whatever it takes, we've got to do it so they can hear the gospel. You know, you might have given it to them before, but sometimes it's good for them to be able to hear it from somebody else. And that's why, you know, we have, you know, we have a, you have a pastor here at the church that preaches. That's why we have guest speakers come in sometimes so that you all can hear and so others can hear that, hey, this pastor isn't the only one preaching this. There's all kinds of people out there that are sharing these same truths and we've got to do what we can to compel them. We've got to go places like the hospitals and the nursing homes and jails and we've got to, we've got to go. We've got to, I mean, I'm hoping someday we can have bus routes in this church and go out and reach the kids. Boy, the kids, they're usually a lot more tender than some of us adults. Boy, we've got that pride and we don't want to uh, you know, admit that we're a sinner or make any kind of decision. But boy, those kids, their hearts are soft and they're tender. And let me tell you, their soul is worth just as much as anybody else's. And we need to go after them. We need to go after people. Listen, there's, there's churches all over the place. Some are preaching the Gospel. Some aren't. People, they've been burned. They've They've been taught. They've been told lies, and a lot of people they've kind of given up. You know, we got to, We've got to go back after them. We've got to try to get them to try one more time. We've got to do what we can to point them to the Savior. We don't go and you know bash the other churches that they went to. 
You know what I tell people when I when I tell them about our church? If they start talking about maybe their pastor or the other people in the church that were just terrible and did all these bad things, you know what I tell them about Liberty Baptist Church? I tell them we got a bunch of sinners in our church too, including the pastor. It's like, man, none of us are perfect. You know, we're we're trying. You know, I I try. I do my best. But let me tell you something. If you're going to come to Liberty Baptist Church hoping to find perfect people, hoping to find a perfect pastor, you might not want to waste your time coming here. But I can tell you this, at this church, we're going to do what we can to point you to the One who is perfect. We're going to point you to Jesus Christ. And we come and we worship Him. And we know we got problems. We know we got our issues. We got our things that we have problems with. But you know what? I hope that this church will always be a place where people can come and they'll see folks who love God and are just doing their best to serve Him. And they're doing their best to love sinners and to bring people to Christ. We've got to do that. It's the most important thing we could possibly do. Listen, there's a lot of great things about church. I mean, there is the fellowship. I enjoy the encouragement that I get from God's people. I'm encouraged. I mean, when I come to church, I get fired up. It helps me get through the week. I like getting around God's people and talking to them. And I enjoy when I get to come by and visit with you. I'm encouraged by that. I need that. I enjoy, I've enjoyed getting to know people and making friends. I get a lot out of that. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of fun things you can do in church. I love the fellowships. I like the eating. I like doing all that stuff. But let me tell you, we can be the most fun church in the world, but if we're not winning souls, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. We need to be trying to bring people to Christ. Listen, this church here, we're not some so, we're not going to be some social club. We're not just some place where we can all get together a bunch of people that are exactly alike and you know if anybody's a little different or not exactly like us, we don't like them and want them interfering with our little club. No, that's not what it's about here. We want to get in whoever we can into this place and we want to preach the gospel to them and we if they're not saved, we want to see them get saved. And if they are saved, we want to encourage them to keep on doing right so they can win other people to Christ. Because that's what it's all about. Souls are valuable. Listen, if this church, you know, I want God to bless our church. And if our church starts, maybe, let's say our, God blesses our church and we start bringing in, we have the biggest offerings of any church in the world. You know what? That, that kind of thing's not going to get God's attention. The size of our offerings. What's going to get God's attention is whether or not we're winning souls to Christ. You know, that money, I mean, yeah, we need to pay the bills and things, but that's not what it's about. It's about bringing souls to Christ. And if we're not doing that, I don't believe God's going to bless our church. I don't believe He's going to have His hand on this place. But if this place is a place where people are coming and they're hearing the Gospel and they're repenting of their sins and getting saved, God's going to bless this place. He's going to bless it because God loves souls. He loves souls more than anything. When God created man, we were unlike any of other of God's creation. God spoke everything into existence. But when God made man, the Bible says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into His nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. We have a living, never-dying soul that is more valuable to God than anything. And when we can bring the Gospel to somebody and their soul can be saved from eternal damnation, that kind of things is what's going to get God's attention. That's what's going to get God excited.
They're not always going to come to us. Sometimes we need to go to them. We need to go out and we need to witness to them. We need to tell them. We need to compel them. They're not always going to listen the first time. Say, well, I tried. I handed them a track and they tore up through my face. I went, I was out visiting this week and I put a track on a door and I'm on my way back on the other side of the street and all of a sudden I see this guy kicking it across his yard. Kicks it out to the street. He sees me looking at him he's just like, don't leave that stuff on my door. It's garbage. It's like, alright, I'll take care of it. You know, I was nice. I thought about arguing, but uh, no, it's alright. People are going to do that kind of thing. Oh well. You know what we do? We move on to the next one. And sometimes you got to ask him more than once. I probably won't be bugging that guy too much. You know, I probably, you know, I'm not saying like that. If they threaten you with bodily harm, don't go back. We're not Jehovah's Witnesses. We don't harass people. <laughs> but at the same time, we we need it, it. takes some work. It takes spiritual warfare sometimes. You need to pray. We need to pray. We need to ask God to do a work. We need to win souls. He that winneth souls is wise. You know, I hope you're. I hope you show wisdom. We talk. A little bit about wisdom this morning. I hope you're wise with your finances and things. But you know what? That's good if you're wise in those areas. But if you're really wise, you're going to be doing what you can for eternity. And the most valuable thing you can do is help win souls to Christ. There is nothing of greater value in all this universe than the souls of men and women. And we want to do whatever we can to get the Gospel. So let's all stand together this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed.